the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Hey! I'm here. You're well, here! Sort of. <laughs> sort of. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm in Studio West today. Studio as I West. I've been the last couple of days. Um, uh, chatting with our friends from local Lutheran schools for National Lutheran Schools Week, and it's been fun getting to visit with them. Even though I don't get to see them in person, yeah. um, being in Studio West is kind of fun, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that means I am uh, just like some of our our guests and uh, some of our hosts who who get to join us remotely using this fun new technology. So, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's good to be back, at least part-time, and I should be back in the studio regularly pretty soon. But we have Yay. an exciting topic to talk about today. Uh, I'm really excited about this because um, sometimes I can be a bit of a, a science and nature nerd. Sometimes. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to uh, to talk about it and, uh, and excited to have our guest on today as well. And in the second half, we get to... Uh, we get to visit with one of our Lutheran schools, so you'll catch the the interview that I recorded yesterday with our friends from Metro East Lutheran High School. Yeah, yeah, I might just sit back and let you guys talk about this today, actually, and and maybe <laughs> like learn something, like educational radio for this morning or something. <laughs> well, I do want to say I want to say thank you to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Uh, very grateful for their support, uh, so that we can bring these interesting stories to you. What is so interesting today? Um, well, <laughs> maybe not that... something that that people in the Midwest are going to be doing today. Probably not. Probably today. not. It involves getting outside. Yeah. Um, so no getting no getting outside, people. If it's you know negative twenty five. <laughs> That's true. Don't go outside <laughs> if it's a negative one twenty five wind chill. Um, but you know some of this you can actually do from your house. And what are we talking about? Um, well, observing all of God's creation and particularly uh, taking a look at the winged creation. I'm excited to talk about that. Our guest today, the Reverend Mark Burkholz from Faith Evangelical Lutheran Church in Oaklawn, Illinois. Pastor Burkholz, thanks so much for joining us today. It's, uh, it's exciting to get to talk with you again. Well, thank you for having me on, Andy. Uh, tell us, how did your interest in bird watching begin? I get to see, like, every week you're posting pictures of beautiful <laughs> birds on Facebook, and that's what prompted this uh, this uh, this interview. You keep sharing beautiful pictures of, of um, God's beautiful creation. So where did this interest in bird watching begin? It started when I was younger. Uh, we had a couple of bird feeders in the backyard, and as I got older, that became something I was more interested in. When I was in fifth grade, I did a science fair project. Uh, North Lutheran Schools Week, and I did go to Lutheran <laughs> School, and we had a science fair back then, and my uh, topic was, what do birds eat? And so I kept watch on the different kinds of feed and the different feeders and kept track of which species of birds liked what food and put together a little chart and some pictures, and that was my, my fifth grade science fair project. And I kind of kept interested through uh, grade school and uh, high school. I got a little bit busy and then was moving around a bit. Um, in the last couple of years, though, I kind of picked it back up again here as we've been settled and things have calmed down a bit. Where do you go to observe birds? Is it something that you just do in your backyard? Or, or uh, I know you, you live fairly close to some, some uh, nature preserves. Uh, do, you, do you get to go into the nature preserves as well? Uh, quite a bit, yes. I, I don't have much of a yard. Uh, the, the place I'm in is Oak Lawn, which is bordering on Chicago, and it's a very even urban part of the neighborhood. So I don't have much lawn. I've got a couple trees and a little garden but there's not much green space here in the neighborhood. But thankfully, in the city of Chicago, we have what are called forest preserves. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of these that are uh, close enough to my home within 
15, 20 minutes, half an hour away that I can get away for an hour or two here and there and go for a walk and see all sorts of uh, incredible uh, birds that I never even realized were, were that close nearby. Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of tools do you use? I was Googling a little bit about this this morning because I know you, you and Andy are <laughs> are the, the experts on this and I'm, I'm not. Uh, but uh, are there are there uh, tools or books or, or things that you use to kind of help you along? A little bit. I mean, now that we have uh, uh, a lot of electronic resources, a lot of birding has gone in that direction where you can take your iPhone or your, your smartphone out with you. You can take a picture of a bird and you've got an app. Uh, the Merlin app is the most common one that will just tell you what bird you're looking at if you get a good picture of it. Um, but I prefer just uh, mostly using my eyes, what God has given to you. A uh, good pair of binoculars isn't bad to have. Uh, I have a camera that I use and Often I'm taking pictures and I can zoom in with the camera to get a little bit better idea even what I'm looking at. So, you know, a set of binoculars is good. A uh, decent camera helps. Uh, a field guide is a good thing to have, too. Um, when I use a Sibley's bird guide, but there, there's a lot of that is, is online, too, so you can just, just look things up without having to invest in a lot of fancy equipment. When you go out... Uh, on a mission like this, do you have specific birds in mind that you're looking for, or you just go out to see what you find, um, or does it vary from time to time? It does vary a bit if, if there's a, a migration coming through or if I hear there's something interesting nearby. But in general, I'm, I've am i really only started doing this seriously in the last year or two, and I'm just getting to know my area. There are some guys who are, or some, some birders who are really intense about this, and they want to count as many birds as they can, and as soon as they hear that something new or unusual is in the neighborhood, they'll pack up their car and drive miles and miles just to see it. But my goal for the past year or two is just to get to know a couple of the, the parks in my area. There's three or four that I go to regularly, and I, it's interesting just to see as the seasons pass what's coming and going and uh, what I can see there. But if, if there's something that's close by that uh, looks like it might be interesting, I might uh, make a special trip out to try to catch it. What are some of the birds that you've discovered on your uh, your bird watching experiences? Well, uh, in the past year, I've seen about 120 different species just here in the southern part of Cook County. Wow. Uh, everything from bald eagles, uh, which are, are making quite a bit of a comeback around here, to some of the different colorful warblers that come through in the spring and the fall. Uh, but I even just just like watching the the chickadees and the woodpeckers and some of the the more common birds and uh, just observing what they do and how how they uh, how they they uh, manage the, the weather and the seasons and the various environments. Are you keeping a, a journal or a, a log? I, mean, I know you're you're sharing pictures on Facebook, so that's uh, you know some documenting of it. But uh, are you keeping a, a like a, a journal, whether written or or digital? I'm keeping a list. Uh, I'm not keeping a whole lot of real specific notes. Uh, to me, that would kind of make it a little bit more work than I'm wanting to do right now. I'm more <laughs> for, for the enjoyment, but I do like to just keep an idea of what I've seen and uh, and where, but uh, I'm not going to keep extensive field notes or, or anything like that. Well, many birds are migratory, and um, and, and the, the life cycle of birds certainly changes with the seasons as well or is associated with the seasons. Um, it's my understanding that this is a good time of year to get to watch eagles. You mentioned seeing some bald eagles earlier. Tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah, there's um, during the winter particularly, uh, hawks and eagles and a lot of the raptors are more active. It's easier to see just because, first of all, there's no leaves on the trees to hide them. They have to do a little bit more work to, to find their food. Uh, with eagles, you, you've got to find a place with open water. I'm not sure how much 
Uh, the waterways are getting icy down by you, but uh, up here there's fewer and fewer places where they can fish and, and actively hunt. So uh, as their range constricts a bit, they tend to gather together in, in larger uh, larger areas and uh, just just a little bit easier to spot uh, th- this time of year than, for example, in the middle of the summer. Yeah, around the St. Louis area, some of the popular places are right along the Mississippi, particularly um, Grafton and Pier Marquette State Park are some popular places um, here closer to St. Louis for for uh, observing bald eagles. But even uh, just right across the the river here, um, not too far from the studios, just around the, the South County area in Columbia, Illinois, um, are some great places for spotting bald eagles. Even our, our director, Gary Duncan, I know gets some great pictures mm-hmm. around this time of year of uh, some, some eagles and other birds as well as he's a, an avid photographer and loves getting out and getting pictures right. of those birds. Um, one of, one any of the other? Good, oh, go ahead. I was going to say one of the good things is that a lot of the, the, the larger raptors, um, you know, the smaller ones too, are making a comeback now that uh, there's been a lot less use of pesticides and things like that. Just conservation efforts have really boosted numbers, particularly here in the Chicago area. We're seeing them a lot closer to the city than we ever have. Other Besides eagles, other birds that uh, you really enjoy going, you know, getting out to, to see? Uh, I always love uh, the woodpeckers. Uh, we've got <laughs> the, the pileated woodpecker around here in a couple places, which is uh, the largest one left in North America after the ivory bill kind of disappeared. Uh, they're, they're kind of active and, and uh, fun to, to watch her uh, move around. Uh, there's a couple osprey nests uh, in some of the, the places where I visit regularly and uh, to watch them, them fish. Another one I really enjoy, uh, I've been watching recently, are some of the herons. Uh, we've got some of these little green herons. And uh, there was a time this spring where I just kind of caught one at the right moment. It was fishing for tadpoles. <laughs> and uh, to watch... Uh, going to sit there motionless for the longest time and then very quickly jut out and snap one up. Um, kingfishers, too, watching them fish is a lot of fun, uh, see, seeing how they hunt and how quick and uh, uh, how adept they are at catching some, some tricky prey. This sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, is, is this something that, uh, that you bring your family along with you? Uh, not as much yet. Uh, the kids like watching the the birds, particularly from from the house, uh, and we've got a couple of feeders set up, and they they're getting pretty good at identifying what's there. Uh, a lot of it, they're they're just probably not quite sneaky enough yet to uh, <laughs> uh, to catch the birds. Uh, uh, but the, another part of it too is sometimes it's an early morning thing where uh, I'll get up and going very very early before work and uh, go for uh, a walk or so, and they're not even even up and about yet, but Definitely, as they get older, it's something they'll probably, hopefully, catch and, and pick up from me. Yeah. What what time of the day is best for this? You mentioned early early morning. How early is early? <laughs> uh, around sunrise. Again, it, it depends on the, the time of year, uh, but often they're they're more active uh, early in the morning and then around dusk too. Um, but it, it, a lot of it just depends on on the bird and uh, the the environment, what they're up to. But yeah, in general, early early in the morning and then around later in the afternoon. Sure, sure. How does this uh, being in nature and, and, and observing uh, birds and, and created things, how does this give you an appreciation for our creator? Well, it's just, just amazing to see how uh, everything all, all fits together and how wonderful uh, the world is that God has made with so many different, you know, just, just the sheer beauty and the different colors. 
that, that that are there, and not just simply the, uh, the the logistics of how these things work, but just how beautiful it is and how wonderful it is to kind of see them you know, soaring and uh, flying and all all the all the ways that uh, they bring such life and, and and beauty to the world God has made. Do these birds that you're observing ever make their way into your sermons at Faith Lutheran Church? <laughs> I think maybe once or twice I've made a made an offhanded reference to, to something about birds, but uh, I try not to force anything that's not actually there. In the <laughs> hey, now, about these birds. Our, <laughs> our guest today, the Reverend Mark Burkholz of Faith Evangelical Lutheran Church, Oaklawn, Illinois. Thanks so much for giving us some ideas of uh, how we can get out this spring when it warms up a little bit more and enjoy God's beautiful creation. Well, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, yesterday I had the chance to sit down with some students and faculty from Metro East Lutheran High School for National Lutheran Schools Week. Hope you enjoy that conversation with them. More National Lutheran Schools Week coming up throughout the week as well. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.